John Nix, and you're listening to the One More Verse podcast. One More Verse is a resource designed to help people understand the Bible. The passage for today is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10, through chapter 4, verse 8. Having a role model is so beneficial, and Timothy had had the benefit of many role models in his life. As Paul writes this letter to him, Paul himself has been a role model. And he tells Timothy as he speaks these words of grace that Timothy has followed in his teaching, in his conduct, his aim in life, his faith, his patience, his love, his steadfastness. He reminds him of all these persecutions that Timothy was well acquainted with. One of those persecutions took place in Timothy's hometown when he began to first be acquainted with him. He wants to remind Timothy that God has been faithful and he's rescued him from all of those persecutions. And he even gives him a little aside to say, and and now my son in the faith, you need to remember that if you really desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, you're going to be persecuted. He, He tells them that you've got to continue in what you've learned for as we think about Timothy and his role models, he had his grandmother and his mother. He's had the apostle Paul and he was acquainted with the scriptures from his childhood. Then it's those scriptures that make him wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. I love, this is one of my favorite verses when you get to verse 16 and it says that every bit of scripture is breathed out by God and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. You see, God has revealed himself in the scripture. And for a lot of people, they want to sort of invent God. They want him to be this easily palatable, politically correct God. And so sometimes they will speak about what they think he is like, or they'll try to qualify God by their own personal experience as if they can define God and place him in a box. But the truth of the matter is God's told us who he is. He has revealed himself. Most clearly he's done that in Jesus, but he has also given us these sacred writings that Paul speaks about. And Timothy, the Older Testament, was acquainted with these for as long as he can remember. And for some of you listening, you've had the benefit of growing up in a godly home where people have not only taught you the word, but they've taken you to church and you've regularly heard it. For some of you, the Bible is a brand new thing and you're just trying to figure it out. Regardless of where you are, it's just important to remember that scripture is alive, that God breathed it out, that the Bible is what tells us who God is and how we are to live. It is the the Bible that profits us. It's the Bible that we need to be taught from in our homes and in our community groups and in our churches. It's the Bible that we must use for the reproof of others to correct false doctrine. It's the Bible that we need to train ourselves in righteousness. Scripture is essential to our lives. And as Paul gives these instructions to his young son in the faith, this apprentice, if you will, Timothy, he charges him. He charges them in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead. He tells Timothy, you preach the word. 
You hold fast to those sacred writings that you are acquainted with. You hold fast to those things that make one wise unto salvation. And you preach the word and you preach it all the time. You be ready in season and out of season. You be ready when it's popular. You be ready when it's not popular. You be in a place where there's persecution. You preach. You just preach the word. Stick to the scripture. Stick to the doctrine. The things that we must be faithful to are found in the pages of scripture. He tells him that for those that he ministers to, that he's to reprove them, to rebuke them and exhort them, but it's to be done with patience. The goal in rebuking someone and exhorting someone is that God in his kindness might rescue them through repentance from the sin that has bound them and held them captive. And he wants Timothy to know that people are not going to endure sound teaching uh, they'll have things and they'll gravitate toward things that they really want to hear. They will uh, gather teachers around them that will tell them uh, exactly what they want to hear. They'll gather people around them uh, that will say things that are easy and things that seem to be a lot more politically correct. And uh, they will turn away from listening to the truth. They'll wander off into myths and stories. They'll take, and instead of taking the scriptures and seeing them as God-breathed and as profitable, they will abandon those for a little bit of, perhaps, psychology mixed in with a little truth anecdote and a story. But he tells Timothy, you be sober-minded. You endure all the suffering that you must. Do the work of the evangelist and fulfill your ministry. And as he speaks to him, I can imagine just how heavy his heart is as he recognizes that he says he's already being poured out like a drink offering and the time of his departure has come. Can you imagine as Paul is writing and as he looks back, the, he, he said already in Galatians that he bears the marks in his body. Perhaps as he looks across, he sees the scars. Perhaps uh, some of the things that have happened to him in his travels, uh, he can see uh, the wearing where there is some sort of mark either in his body, be it scarring or perhaps it's discolored, whatever it may be. But he's reminded that he's, the time of his departure has come. And as he thinks back, he tells Timothy, Timothy, I have fought the good fight. W what an incredible thing to be able to testify to such an amazing and wonderful truth. He, he tells him that he's finished the race. That doesn't mean that he's made it all the way there, but it means that as far as his race is going, the end is in sight. He's held on to the faith. And so he knows, and that faith that he clings to, that there is a crown of righteousness that, that awaits, and that the Lord, the righteous judge, will give him on that day. And not just to him, this is not just about the Apostle Paul, but to all those who have loved his appearing as an encouragement to Timothy as he preaches to those who don't want to endure sound teaching, as he suffers under persecution, as he uh, deals with all the things that come in fulfilling the ministry to which God has called him. And all these things, what an incredible role model he's had. And so I, I pray for you that as you think about the scripture, that you remember what the scripture is. The scripture is not some archaic textbook. It's not just a rule book. This is not just some things that we put together from antiquity that are just like reading a magazine or a newspaper. It is important for us to remember that every bit of the scripture was breathed out by God. And it's profitable and it's helpful and it trains us in righteousness. And it is only in the scriptures that we can be made wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. I encourage you, be ready to speak for the truth. 
Study to show yourself approved. Be willing to endure hardship. Run the race. Fight the fight. For our king is worthy. Let us live with the only aim and goal of our lives to bring him glory. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit johnnicks.org. You can find us on social media. Just use the handle TheJohnNix. And don't forget to download the free Vertical Purpose app on the platform of your choice for some additional resources. Thanks again, and join me tomorrow for the One More Verse podcast.